Welcome to the Glam Podcast. My name is Molly Mahoney from The Prepared Performer, and we are going to help you to go live and monetize. Man, if you're building a business, I have a feeling that there's somewhere out there you're wanting clients, customers to be able to find you and be like, oh, this is the person that I actually want to work with. And two things that make that so helpful, so clear are your marketing and your messaging, your marketing, your messaging, and your positioning. I meant to say that marketing with your messaging and your positioning, how you actually stand out. And today I'm so excited with no further ado, I'm actually going to bring him right up into the stream. This is Jason Van Orden, who I am thrilled to be diving into about this with because Jason was actually one of the very first people I ever learned about anything from when it comes to the internet. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know that. That's great. <laughs> nice. Maybe maybe not the internet, like when you think back to like Prodigy and like dial-up and that kind of <laughs> Yeah, I didn't teach you CompuServe or anything like that. <laughs> the little... <laughs> totally. Some people listening in going, what's CompuServe? It's like, yeah, before your time. <laughs> oh, it's such a cool thing. But I didn't, I didn't learn that from you. But I did when I, when I first got started building my business, your podcast was one of the first that I listened to. So I'm just, I'm so thrilled to be able to have you here to be diving into this. And for me, I don't know about you, but I find that this is actually something that people tend to avoid when it comes to actually doing the deeper work into figuring out what it is that makes them stand out, what it is that makes them unique. They kind of want this little like magical fairy to come by and sprinkle these you know, these positioning and and message and messaging, all that kind of stuff, fairy dust on their business. But I have a feeling there's like a little work we need to do behind the scenes. Is that true? Uh, Yeah. In fact, a a lot of work. And I'll tell you what, one of the first things I do with any of the clients that I work with, um, and I'm noticing my video is a little staggery. So I'll see if I can fix that while we're talking here. But um, one of the very first things I do when I'm working with clients, whether they're early stage business or whether they've already got a seven figure business, we always end up doing some positioning work because it's so vitally important. And either one or two things like they've, you know, bit by bit kind of veered away from really thinking about what it is and aligning with it and communicating it clearly to the market, or they've never done the proper work in the first place to really think it through and be able to just stand out. So uh, vitally important. So it'll be. I'm so glad you mentioned that as I like. (laughs) hide guiltily (laughs) under this screen because we're at a place actually in my business where we've, you know, had several seven figure years. And now we're at a place where it's like, oh, we have all these team members. A lot of these things maybe existed inside Molly's head before and things have shifted and changed. And so we're doing a whole rehaul of this behind the scenes at our business. So I'm so glad that you clarified that. It really like whatever level of business you're at, I think this is always something that you want to come back and review and kind of dig deeper into. So that's what we're going to do today. And if you're just joining us now, let us know that you're live in the chat. Give us the word chat. We're actually live streaming today in three different places. We're on my Facebook page, The Prepared Performer. We're on my YouTube, The Prepared Performer. We're also on the Be Live Facebook page. We love the folks at Be Live. So I'm actually just going to bring, watch this, Jason, I can bring this up on the screen. Ta-da! Be live! Yeah. Yay! Man, so we're, we're high-tech, fancy. I know, so high-tech. I have moving gifts and everything. <laughs> and so if you're not using Be Live, uh, that's how we're going live today. Check it out. You can get a free trial there. Also, if you use the code MOLLY, you can get 30% off. All kinds of magic that you can make happen. It's it's pretty dang cool. So um, 
if you're watching us live, let us know. We're also going to be turning this into a podcast as a part of the Go Live and Monetize podcast. We do a briefing, a little short version of it, and the full version of it if you're like, man, Jason dropped so many nuggets that I seriously have to go back and listen to it again and again. And you can do that, which is so cool. That's awesome. Um, Jason, did you know we do a little giveaway here? <laughs> do you know what this is? No, uh, well, I know. Tell me about it. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now. So I'm going to put a sticky note on top of your face, which oh, is boy. this. <laughs> it's almost right on your face. I'm going to move it here. Right, wait. Yeah, there. Perfect. Sticky note on Jason's forehead, actually. <laughs> and this is a nugget giveaway. So as we're going through the, the video today, the podcast, however you're listening to this today, if you hear something that is like, ah, that's such a great nugget, whether it's something that is brand new or maybe something that you forgot about and you probably should incorporate into your marketing and your business messaging, give us the hashtag nugget below uh, with what that was. And then I'm going to pick a winner at the end to win a selfie light. Oh, which I should have. Oh my gosh, Jason, I'm going to send you a selfie light because we were just talking about lighting. We were just talking about lighting. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about it. <laughs> Um, so this is going to be awesome. I also, we're using this new feature. It's a comment assistant at Be Live. So all these comments, like from Carmela, which it's so good to see oh, you. I love it. Um, they're coming up on the screen on their own. I'm not touching it. That's magical. Isn't that so cool? So Mark's comment, mm -hmm. all that, they came up on their own. So good. We've got Robin is joining us over on YouTube. Robin, it's so good to see you here too. I love it. All right. As we jump into this, can you just give us a little backstory of why everybody should trust you? Like a little intro uh, in, in addition to trust me. I mean, in addition to the fact that I'm like, you're the first person that I, one of the first people I ever listened to and we've done kind of well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, sure. I can drop a few credibility things uh, very okay, briefly thanks. here. Here's my, uh, here's my story. So I started out <laughs> as an engineer. I lasted a whole three years as an engineer before I decided, yeah, the corporate thing is definitely not for me. Uh, fell into some real estate investing, but really what it ended up happening is all these real estate investors I associated with, they, uh, they needed marketing help. They didn't know how to find leads for their deals. So I started consulting them on marketing and figured out, oh, I'm actually good at this marketing stuff, which I'd uh, been learning tangentially as part of being in a band. I was a musician, guitar player, I had a band, produced a bunch of CDs. And so I dove into marketing, like how do I get people to show up to my shows? And I started teaching direct marketing style stuff to my uh, colleagues in the real estate investing world. And what that led to was me doing a workshop because I learned at that point, picked up like, oh, there's this whole thing of do a workshop with your knowledge because that's how I've been learning about real estate investing. And so then what happened was that I- uh, Which a I, workshop I, in that case is kind of almost like doing like a webinar or something like that in the digital. In the digital space. So this is all in person. We're all very analog yeah. at the time, right? And I ended <laughs> up doing my very first launch in 2004. I had a mailing list of 80 people uh, locally that were real estate investors. I sent a sequence of three different mail, you know, pieces in the snail mail, filled the room with 25 people, made about $8,000. And I was like, this is it. I, I get paid to, to teach. I love it. Uh, but then I needed to sell more of it. I recorded it. I had, and I was like burning CDs. I was printing <laughs> out my binder with all of my slides and things. And what I did was I, I went on the internet to sell more of it. I'm like, well, okay, I want to, I want more people than just locally. And so I was looking at all these different routes to, there's no YouTube, no social media, none of that stuff yet. I was on forums basically most and what, of the time. What year was this? 2004. Okay. So yeah. I, I keep saying like, you're like such an OG. And it's crazy to think back to 
like the how new that was into all of this, you know, like what right. a Awesome, like blogging awesome had started support. kind of being a thing at the time. And I think I actually did put a WordPress site up at the time. In fact, you can probably go to okay. one of these sites that logs the archive of the <laughs> internet and see what my old site <laughs> looked like way back then. Um, and then in beginning of 2005, I got this newsletter that I was a part of, a marketing newsletter that mentioned, in fact, it was a, a newsletter for musicians and it mentioned podcasting. I was like, okay, let me check out this podcasting thing. I've never heard of this. And I Googled podcasting and Google tried to correct me because they didn't know what podcasting was. It was like, did you mean something else. And what I found was a lot of really like geeky blog posts to people like, oh, RSS feeds and MP3 enclosures and this stuff. So cool. This is going to be awesome. Well, my marketing and business and educator brain kind of put the pieces together and thought, oh, wow, this is going to be good. This is going to be really a good technology. I want to position myself as a foremost leader in this space. And so I started a tutorial site that took off, got a book deal, started speaking a lot. And then at the same time, I started a couple podcasts of my own because I'm like, I better be podcasting if I want to teach podcasts. And one of them was with a friend who we had been just getting on the phone together, kind of basically two person mastermind at the time. We're like, what if we just record our conversations? Like, hey, you're making money on eBay. I'm doing podcasting and selling my course online. Uh, let's let's just like record what we're doing and we'll put it up as a podcast. And so was born the first podcast about internet marketing and internet business called Internet Business Mastery. And that would have been uh, in 2005. And within a couple of years, we I mean, we had no idea what it would become. It, it became a very popular show, consistently ranked top 10 for about a decade. and. Um, and turn an education that's like banana pants. And then, and then of course, uh, <laughs> we naturally started thinking, okay, well, we better sell our audience is looking for more from us. So let's try coaching, let's try courses. Let's, and then over the last 12 years or, or over the next 12 years, um, sold and launched probably 60 different courses, 8 million downloads of the podcast and, and lots and lots of stuff sold. And now what I do in the last uh, seven years is I work with established thought leaders and experts to help them package up their knowledge using some of these scalable income streams because I like helping good ideas reach the people and populations that need them most, the, the, the problems and populations that they need most. Uh, these really, the best ideas in the world need to be, need to be heard. And so I like helping yeah. with my digital strategy, helping uh, very, very smart people know how to best reach their audience and package up their ideas. Well, we've got a bunch of very, very smart people here. So I am so stoked that we're going to be diving into this. Uh, it's so good. Yeah. And Gail says it's a great journey. I, I so agree. And I, I just, I love the early adopter thing. And, you know, um, my husband and I heard Jay Abraham speak at an event together and he talked about the idea of being preeminent in the field. And I think you definitely are preeminent in the field and, and have such a wealth of knowledge, I'm sure from some mistakes that you've made over the years, but also of things that have worked really, really well. So um, let's dive into this marketing and, you yeah. know, positioning and messaging thing. So like, what do you even mean? Can, we yes, like, so, can you define this for us? Right. Oh, and so yeah, let's talk. I let's forgot start, to mention. Let's start with what. I'm sorry. I what, forgot uh, to mention really quick. Can you give us give us the words if you're watching this live right now, or if you're watching this in the replay? Give us all one word. Remind me below here. That will get you access to the show notes. It will get you access to anything that that Jason mentions today. We're going to write it all up and have it ready for you in show notes. And then you can also get a reminder for our next show. So just drop one word, remind me below this, and then we'll get back to you via messenger with all the goodness. So, okay, Jason, take it away. How do we even yeah. talk about this? Sure. So 
let's define positioning because that's a I think that's okay. a really important word here. I mean, positioning is all about where you sit in the market, and really even more so, not where you choose to sit in the market, but where the market perceives that you sit in the market. And it consists of three different pieces. Uh, the first piece is knowing who it is that you serve. The second piece is knowing how it is that you serve them. And then the third piece is who are you? Now, let me elaborate a little bit more on that. So who you serve, I mean, we do, we hear a lot these days about know who your audience is. Sometimes people talk about audience, avid, your, your customer avatar, your customer profile, uh, different ways of defining who your audience, uh, ideal audience is. And one mistake I, I see a lot of businesses make is that they start jumping too soon to what is my product? What is it that I'm going to sell? And, uh, and that can get you in a lot of trouble when you start from that place. Like it needs to be a very customer driven decision. And so when somebody comes to me and asks me like, hey, I want to launch a course about X, the first, my first question is who's it for? And if they don't have yeah. a very good answer, a very specific answer, then we already have an issue that we need to work on. So I'm a big fan of everything that you do, whether it's what offers you put out there, what channels you use for marketing, what, uh, um, what, what kind of, messaging you use, you know, what kind of content you create, it all needs to be founded in a very deep understanding and empathy for the audience that you create, mm -hmm. uh, that you choose, that you want to serve. And by doing so, you know, really diving in deep by talking and having conversations, doing something called customer discovery, because a lot of people, I, you know, we, we, we hear about throwing out surveys and stuff to see what's going on and what people are looking for and what they want. And, you know, that'll give you a nice surface idea. But really, if you don't get on the phone with a good 10 people in your market, when you're gearing up to make a key decision about your business strategy and your, you know, let alone your marketing and your messaging, then something's missing and you definitely need to, or you're going to miss something. There's either yeah. going to be some assumption you make, or there's going to be, you know, your your some blind spot that you that you miss, or some opportunity that just kind of slips under the radar because you didn't go and ask the market first. We had a major problem with this last year because I was at a conference, and at this conference we were talking about this exact thing, and somehow it came to me that you know we really do serve here. We serve experts, and the one word that I hadn't used in our positioning, I suppose, and our, we call it our value statement was the word influencers. And at this conference, I spoke to several people who said, really, you know, they wanted to be known as an influencer. And I was like, oh, experts and influencers just from this conference. I was like, that sounds great. I changed all of our mm. messaging everywhere. A year later, I posted about it in our Facebook group. And I said, hey, which of these do you identify with? Entrepreneur, expert, all these things. Like no one identified with influencer. And I had mm. used the word for a whole entire year. Interesting, right? <laughs> like, uh, and I, I, I don't, sometimes I wonder if there's like a, something that they aspire, people aspire to be known as, but there was a lot of negative connotation from our group about being an influencer. And I was like, oh, right. maybe I should talk to some people about that. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, that's a really good point is that one of the important things part of positioning, now I said, it's how the market determines where you sit in the market, but we can do things to influence how the market perceives us. And one of the most powerful things we can do is use the language that is most resonant with them. Mm -hmm. And I often talk about two R's, which relates to these three things that we're going into. And the two R's are relevant. You need to be relevant and you need to be resonant. And relevance is, mm -hmm. you know, who your audience is and you know what they want. And you know how to speak about that in a way that they stop, you know, scrolling through Facebook. They take that moment to go wait a second out of their busy day and think about, okay, maybe I need to give this a little bit of my, my time and attention. 
And that's a hard yeah. thing to do to get to interrupt people's uh, to interrupt people's attention like that, right? We all have the spam filter that's built into our brain that is constantly taking input and for our own cognitive survival and energy, uh, you know, savings, like just deflecting things away from us. Nah, I don't need to, I don't need to pay attention. To that. I don't need to pay attention to that. We don't even realize how many things our brain is batting away from our attention. So your and how many things is, are trying to get in all the time also. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like ping, 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 ping. So relevance is what gets you through that spam filter through that front door. Resonance is what keeps them paying attention long enough mm. for you to earn their trust. So resonance is, relevance is, oh, you seem to understand something that is the top of my need, pain, problem, challenge that I have right now. And I'm active, I am actively looking for a solution to this. So let me give you a little of my time and attention to see if maybe you have something. Resonance is, okay, I really like who you are. I really like how you make me think. I really like how you make me feel. I actually feel yeah. like we share some values here. I feel like you're the kind of person I might go have a beer with or allow to babysit my children even, or you know that kind of thing, right? And that, that has to do with sharing. And that's that third piece, you know, who you serve, how you serve them and who mm. you are. And that who you are is yeah. why you do what you do. It's your personality. It's your unique genius. It's how you show up. It's accentuating who you are. And I want to share a quick story here. This goes back to my musician days. So when I was a musician, I would go to conferences just like I do, you know, for and many of us do for our business, right? I go to conferences to meet industry people and to see if, uh, you know, see if I could get some insights about how to make it in the in the business. And one of these conferences, I was sitting there with our singer and our drummer and and myself, and we're listening to this woman who's a vocal coach speak. And she's she's saying, "Yeah, I'm a vocal I'm, I'm a vocal coach to Gwen Stefani, to Britney Spears, to Jack Black, to da da da." So like, she's legit. She's in the, the she's in the business. She's yeah. seen what what goes on in the business. And she says, "Here's something I want to share with you all. I'm positive there are people in this room who have more talent than any of those people." Unfortunately, I don't know. Jack Black as a singer is like maybe. I'm just he he I'm is really pretty. He is pretty phenomenal. <laughs> um, so you know, you could argue. But if you, you look at it, like his, uh, even though my husband would would beg to differ, like his singing talents are probably not like the thing that actually got him to be where, where he is. Where he is, he does have a phenomenal like, voice. I mean, the I, guys, the guys, good. Um, she said, "Here's what really makes a difference: is you know the people that I work with that." that have made it, it's because they have identified that thing about, you know, this, the thing about them that people really, you know, latch onto. She didn't use the word resonant, but that's what the word that I would use now. Yeah. And they take that and they turn it up to 11, which is like a perfect uh, metaphor for musicians. If you've ever seen the mockumentary Spinal Tap, there's, if you haven't, you just just go and and YouTube later, turn it up to 11. There's just one scene with a guitarist, you know, guitar amps that you plug your guitar in usually only go up to 10, one to 10, one to 10 volume, one to 10 bass, treble, whatever. And he's like, no, mine, mine goes up to 11, right? It's ridiculous. But <laughs> the point stands, right? It's like you turn how to that thing that you can really accentuate. And, you know, it doesn't have to be that you're like funny, like Jack Black or, you know, whatever what you would describe Gwen Stefani's brand as, right? But that you have still identified Again, that thing about how you think, about how you make people feel, about how you show up in the world that people can really latch onto and relate with and want to have as a part of their life. Because that is what's going to then get you a place in the world. And this is my friend Neela from Merchant wrote a great book called Onlyness, which is about standing in the place that only you can stand in the world and saying the things that only you can say. And this is what the world needs these days, right? And so it's figuring that out. That's the resonance piece um, that's so important. So who you serve, 
how you serve them, that's relevant. So this is the value proposition is how you serve them. And then that third piece is who you are. And we can dive into any of these some more. Um, is, is really that vital piece that's gonna, if anyone here is going like, how do I stand out in the noise? I feel like I'm just one of 50, 100, 1,000 people saying the same things or who have similar expertise as me. We're all trying to help people in the same way. Well, the thing that's gonna make someone come to you and make it irrelevant if other people teach and say the same thing is that resonance piece and knowing how to turn it up to 11 for yourself. Man, I, this, is so oh, good. You, feel, and you don't even. You are good, Molly. You are good. <laughs> Love it. I'm very proud of myself. Yeah, I you too. <laughs> the magic of be live. Mm -hmm. How cool would it be if I, if you're listening to this in the podcast, I just brought an image up on the screen that says "turn it up to 11" with the actual like <laughs> the dial that turns it up. How cool would it be if you could search things like that inside be live automatically? Like I went to Google, pulled it up behind the scenes, and then loaded it. But that would be so cool. I have no but doubt. But this it'll is actually. A I know, I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna request that one. I'm gonna request that one. I like it. Uh, this is actually so pertinent for what we really are about here. We have an exercise we call the quesadilla of awesome, that is all um, interestingly enough based on Poe from Kung Fu Panda Three, yes. <laughs> which is Jack Black. Right. So, um, but this this idea of not trying to be somebody else, but it's really elevating your awesome is what we talk about. So it's mm -hmm. it's that same thing of turning it up to eleven. And I will say, even though I think the Casey of Awesome exercise, which if you haven't done it, Google Casey of Awesome, you'll you'll find it there. If if you have even with that, what I find is most difficult for people is not necessarily finding the things that you can help people with, finding the people that you could help or finding the things about you that are awesome, even though that one can be a little tricky sometimes. What mm -hmm. I find to be a problem is actually weeding away the things that the extra stuff and really narrowing down and centering mm -hmm. in on the, the, the focused version of this. And, and then, like you said, communicating it, like actually putting that into very specific words so that people can understand it. Right. So like, what's your, I don't, I feel like I could ask you a thousand questions about that, but like, <laughs> but what's the, we'll, we'll see how many of those we can yeah. squeeze in today. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we, we've kind of set the stage there and I've given three things so far that make up um, positioning, but what I would, what I'd like to do is, is now kind of turn this into a practical, you know, maybe, maybe five steps that help you to get very solid at what that positioning is. And then, you know, that positioning is only as good as you communicating it in a compelling and clear and I would say, you know, regular repeating way because it takes multiple times of hearing and seeing a thing for people to get a sense of who you are, right? Um, so, you know, five steps for really establishing your position. So it's about knowing what position you would like to hold in the marketplace, but then communicating those things in the right way such that the marketplace starts going like, Okay, yeah. Okay, when I think of, you know, Molly, I think of da, 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 and like here's the satellite chart of whether they're conscious of that or not, right? They have a sense of, yeah. of who you are, right? I love it so much. And I find this is such a random thing, but I find that with that, you know, consistency in repeating it over and over again, Clubhouse is such a great way to just to repeat that thing, like introducing yourself when, you know, you just, you have a chance to be able to do this or live video, such a great way to just repeat it. Podcasts, a great way to just continue to, to say it out loud. So I'm super stoked to dive into these, these five steps. And I also went ahead and shared in the chat, <clears throat> this really awesome 
gift that you have for us as well. If you go to molly.live slash magnet, you'll be able to get this magnetic messaging framework as well. So can mm -hmm. you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we absolutely. Dive in? Um, yeah, when it comes to the who you are piece, um, this is, uh, and in fact, we can go ahead and just, we can go ahead and start there. I mean, I guess okay. the step, uh, it, so the, when it comes to the who you are piece, um, one of the, so we'll just call this one of our number one of our five pillars. So these aren't necessarily okay. in chronological order, but, or chronological order, but it is, you know, one of the five pillars we'll talk about today. And that is communicating very clearly. Um, I'll just use the word purpose. Now, I want to qualify that a little bit more because I think if I were to say, hey, who here is a, has a purpose-driven business? I imagine everybody would raise their hand because often that is what drives, at least I think the kind of people that you and I attract yeah. who are experts, thought leaders, idea creators, content creators, right? They yeah. started their thing because yeah, they want to make money, have freedom, more opportunities, whatever, but they also are looking to like, I want to do something in the world here and contribute, right? So the first thing I want, so everyone I'm sure would raise their hand and go, yes, I am. But let's talk about what does that mean? Why is it important? And actually, what do you do with that fact? Because I think a lot of us think I'm a purpose-driven entrepreneur, but maybe take for granted that everybody who's listening or paying attention or potentially paying attention to us understands that to the degree that really would serve us best if they understood it to the you know a proper degree, how much our yeah. purpose does stand for what we do. So... That's what this magnetic messaging framework does is it helps you to pull out what are the, the, the unique parts of who you are, what you stand for and what you are saying to the world so that you give it that resonance and don't sound like a hundred or a thousand other people saying the, the same thing. Um, so when I talk about purpose and, and the, the research is clear, like if you look at some very, um, you know, very reputable marketing and management consulting firms who do this kind of research, consumers these days, they want to do business with, with companies, organizations that represent their values and stand for something beyond the transaction and value that takes place between them and the business. And I don't think that's a surprise when we look at, you know, millennials are now more and more in the workforce, more and more of the, yeah. the buying force in the market. And the fact that organizations, you know, especially when the wake up and the recession of 2008, it's like organizations kind of suck. Like they've really been doing some, <laughs> I mean, we are, we are jaded now about companies and, and that, and that, that affects all of us as small businesses too. I think people want to know, am I really contributing to something here that it's not just what I need, yeah. but that is stands for what I stand for in the world. So the research is very clear. So what does that mean to have a purpose and to communicate it, that's what the magnetic messaging framework is. It helps you helps you with, and it goes into some fi five very specific areas. It has you think it's probably some areas that you have thought about before. Things like, you know, what's your vision uh, of the future? You know, not just for yourself, mm -hmm. but for your market and for the world. Um, things like, how does your business contribute to your community, your industry, the world? beyond the transaction between you and the customer. So I'll, I'll give you just a brief example of myself, right? I love working with thought leaders who have ideas that need to reach the people and problems they can help most, because I believe that that is just going to elevate the world in general. And so we have so many problems going on in the world. And if we just depend on big media and big government and big organizations, <laughs> like we would have 30 years ago, because that's who had that's who had access to big media to talk to us. Yeah. You know, we're not going to solve enough of the problems. The way we're going to do it is with a groundswell of very smart people who know how to connect with that slice of the world that they can serve best and and uh 
and, and communicate that in a way that they want to to hear and what they stand for, right? And I want to highlight if you're I always love my mentor Adam Urbanski at one point said to when you're consuming content, you want to consume the content, but you also want to look at the context. Oh, and so it. when we uh it's so good. And when you're when we have people like you, experts like you who are sharing such awesome nuggets with us, which show me some nuggets in the chat. I've been so into it, I forgot about our nuggets. Give me your best nuggets so far. Uh one thing that I find is so cool is to watch the way that you actually walk your talk and talk your walk, right? And so you've now mentioned very smart people a few times. And so yes. I am guessing that the term very smart people is something to do with your messaging that you want to attract people who are very smart, like we mm -hmm. have here. So um, just also as you're watching this, listen to how Jason's actually explaining his as well, because he's actually doing what he's <laughs> the meta level of the experience, the I meta level of the learning. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I'm glad you pointed that out. Um, so yeah, that that's going to walk you through some of the things. You know how to oh you know oh, and then they also want to know like why is it important? What's your reason why beyond the money that you're making? Of course, they know that you want to make money yeah. what you're doing, but they want to know that you're in it for something more than the money for themselves. So I'll give you another example for myself. I talk about things like. I'm a very curious person. I'm a, in fact, curiosity is, is a thing of value that makes me thrive. And when I don't have opportunities to feed that curiosity, I don't do well. And so one of the reasons I love what I do in working with all these people with amazing ideas in the world is because I'm a very curious person who loves to bump into good ideas and understand them. Even when they're like, and I'll, you know, I get to work with somebody who's in, in you know the nursing home field, trying to change how elder care works. I'm trying. To, I'm working with somebody who's about resilience and how resilience in kids and resilience at work. I'm working with people. You know, so it's like I love that. I love that I get to learn about yeah. all these. So that's an example of what's in it for me outside of making the money. And people like to hear that. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, you've got you know this way you're contributing, this vision of the future you're creating. This is how it feeds you, other than just the money and the transaction. Um, you know, your value proposition, we talk about that in that mag magnetic messaging as well, which is also a piece, you know, it was essentially that piece of how you serve them, right? Yeah. Um, so getting very clear about those parts of your messaging and then uh, using them. Like when I'm writing an email, I look for opportunities to drop in there my reasons why, how my work contributes to the world and the community and my industry, how I see the future, how I see this changing the future of the world. Um, and then, you know, people like to be part of something that's bigger than them. And that's what you're offering them beyond the transaction of the value you offer directly to them. And so it just supercharges your brand and your message. And now you've got resonance along with resonance. So that's, that's pillar number one is to get that magnetic messaging and that purpose down and then weave that in, use it on your about page, use it in your content, use it when you're, uh, you know, put it into your bio, use it when you're speaking live, like at the beginning. Um, you know, I told a story about myself. Now I was doing a very quick version of it, but there are versions of it where I I do very much weave in certain values into that story. So people go like, oh, I get I already get an idea of what Jason stands for in the world, you know, yeah. in a very brief amount of time. So that's that's the first pillar. There's so, that is like so I love your idea about the email just gave me an idea because we have a little thing that I've been meaning to make for our GLAM members. GLAM is our higher level coaching program. I want to make a little checklist for them to go over before they send out emails. We do this thing called the eye test where if every line starts with, I've been thinking, I, you know, I, 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 and make it a little more you focused. So there's some things that I do that I kind of check off on this list after I write an email to make sure that it's following my own rules. Right. <laughs> and that would be such a great thing to add to that checklist. Like, are there opportunities here where I could add more about our purpose 
Um, so good. One, one way that we do that, which I'm wondering if anybody can guess, we have two hashtags. There's, you may, I, there's a third one that may sneak in there, but we have two hashtags that we use that really communicate our purpose. And I try, I use them as my sign off in every email. I try to weave it into everything that I do in my bio at the end of it. I mentioned it as well, not the hashtag, but this concept. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to give away a selfie light if anybody can guess it in the chat. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's, it's a tricky thing and it takes time. I think sometimes, um, to really let it kind of percolate and figure out what is that thing that truly resonates with you that really is your purpose. So if you're right. struggling with it, make sure that you get this download because I think this is gonna be uh, so, so, so super helpful. So again, you go to molly.live slash magnet so that you can magnetize people. Okay, that was just pillar number one. We've got so much goodness already. And um, uh -huh, uh -huh, we've got people, we've got people coming in with our hashtags. So there's two of them. Can you get both of them? The first one is right for those people. It's actually spelled a little differently. Who's but the first hashtag that we use that we've used forever is that we stand for joy as a fierce form of activism. So standing for joy for us is not just about like, oh, have a happy time. It's like, no, actually, if you can find the joy in the, you know, find the possibilities and the problems, that's how we're going to be able to literally change right. the planet because it's contagious, right? So standing for joy is something that we are fiercely committed to. And then the other new one that we've been using is this, um, I'm going to write it down. <laughs> it's to speak your kind. And so I've changed my sign off on my email to speak your kind. And um, I have some really big stuff behind the scenes that I'm planning on doing with that. Oh, I love it. That sounds great. <laughs> so teasers, yeah, little, <laughs> little teasers. I like it. Okay. So what's our next pillar? I'm excited about it. I'm going to pick. Okay, selfie light the next pillar is, is, not directly related to messaging and the way we were just talking about, but it's still in terms of your brand, absolutely affecting things. It's going to affect, it should affect your offers. It should affect how you show up in your business and internally and externally. And that's that you really need to learn to understand your unique genius, your unique genius. Now, you know, that's kind of a big global term. And we hear this kind of a thing a lot, like what's your unique genius? What's your unique, yeah. ability? what's your, so I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and, and, give you kind of define for me. I mean, I think it's an amalgamation of things. It's your skills and your talents and your experiences. And again, that who you are, what you stand for, like all these things like meld together, right? But, and there are a couple very good assessments that I, I use with my clients where we, we glean, this is one source because I, kind of like you said, it can be very hard to know what are these things about myself? Sometimes we, you know, we're clear about aspects, but then sometimes these are things that it's easier for for somebody outside of us, whether that's a, yeah. a, a mastermind or a coach or colleagues or even our customers, or with the help of a framework like I've offered up for everybody to kind of help us extract these things. So there's two assessments I really like. One, uh, you might have heard of Strengths Finder. Uh, Strengths Finder, oh, yeah. you know by the Clifton uh, organization. Now they they are the Gallup organization. Anyway, the, they it's called Clifton Strengths Finder. So they have another version called Strengths-Based Leadership. And it, it's a very similar assessment. And it's still the 30 different strengths and they find your top five, but the whole thing, the <clears throat> assessment, the output of it uh, um, is how you show up as a leader. How do you paint possibilities and offer hope and all the aspects of leadership that they've identified that people are looking for, right? And since, 
if you're putting yourself as a content creator out there online, you're trying in some essence to be, you want to be a leader in some way, right? So yeah. I find it very insightful in knowing it's like, here's how I best show up, you know, out of these 30 different strengths that leaders might have, here are the five that are mine and figure out like, how do I weave that into what I do? And it could affect, again, the types of offers you put out there. It could affect the types of marketing channels you choose. It could affect the types of content you create across those marketing channels. Um, and, and, you know, in various things, I will give you an example here, um, for instance. So um, one of the one of my strengths that I've had, and I've learned this both from an ass this assessment as well as interfacing with my clients and getting feedback and then asking colleagues is my strategic mind. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of entrepreneurs are very quick start, lots of ideas. They like to throw stuff in the, you know, and get going. And, and that's great because you, you get some irons in the fire, you see what see which ones are heating up and then you focus on those. And, but at some point we all need to zoom back, zoom out and, and look at things more holistically when it comes to here's where we are, here's where we wanna go and what is the best path given the resources I have and the goals that are most important to me for getting from A to B. And so strategy, and being a strategic thinker is vital, but it can be really hard, even if you are a good strategic thinker, to strategically think for yourself because we all just <laughs> naturally have blind spots. These are just, you could call them uh, cognitive biases is what they're called. We're all born with them, right? So things like the recency thinking error that makes us think, hey, that strategy I just heard about most recently because I happened to go to my mastermind yesterday, that feels the most important. And so I'm going to do that one mm. and it's because of the recency, not because of an actual zoom out analysis of, oh, this is the best way for me to go. Now, all of that is to say, this is something I figured out that my clients really value in me. And so I'm constantly in my yeah. messaging talking about, I'm a strategist. I help you zoom out. I help you see the pieces. I help you connect them together. I help you put those blind spots aside to find the gaps so that you can fill them. I help you identify the tactics and strategies that will serve you best, which is so important. As a side, let me just give a quick rant. Way too many formulas out there. Way too many formulas. People saying, I got the trick. Just do what I did and it'll work for you. It does not work that way. And if somebody is saying that in their sales pitch, go somewhere else, okay? What Amen. you want, you want Amen. frameworks. You want frameworks that get you 80% of the way with principles and experience and the background. And the last 20% is, well, this stuff that we're talking about that I'm making my notes about, who you are, how you show up, your unique genius, right? And how has that affected me can in I, my market? Can I, just, can I stop you for a second? Because yes. I, you just actually blew my mind. Because I, I, the Strengths Finder stuff, and I would love to know those of you that are here. Do you know? Have you done the Strengths Finder? Even the right, you know, the regular one, not the leadership one. But if you have, put it in the chat because I would love to know if you know what those are. And if you did it a long time ago, you can just go to your email account and search it because that's what I just did. I'm looking and it. <laughs> I, um, my husband and I <clears throat> went on a couples retreat where we actually did it together. So we each had our own book with our oh, own nice. little versions of, you know, we did this thing online, but we each had our own version of it. So I've done it in that situation. I also have another client who um, has a, a supplement business like for pets and humans, but he also is really into Strengths Finder, and he gifted me a session to dive into it and painted this like version of my strengths, which was so cool. So I've actually done a lot with this, but I've never thought of putting this in my messaging, which is so weird. And when I go to mine, can I just say my first thing is positivity, which is mm -hmm. standing for joy. Hello. Yep, my hello. second is uh, strategy, which I'm super stoked about because that is a big, like what you said about that 
you know, if someone says this is the path that everyone needs to take, they are lying. <laughs> they mm -hmm. are snake oiling you. Yes. And then the third one, which I had, this is the piece that I have not intentionally necessarily put in our messaging, but I think it's so spot on. So if you've not done this and you're listening to this, Jason knows what he's talking about. The third one is future or futuristic. Is uh, that what it is? Yeah, futuristic, yeah. Futuristic, okay. And I have this whole thing about how I want our brand to look like it's like this futuristic trons, like 80s kind mm. of thing. So I've already known that I really wanted you know, a kind of a vintage future vibe. And I had no idea that I was actually using my strengths finder. And then mine is activator and I think um, maximizer, which ah. so interesting how you could bring those into mm -hmm. this. Cause that's gonna, to, that's gonna affect how you work with clients and you tell them it's like, look, cause not everybody has those strengths. And so if they're looking yeah. for somebody that can help them really imagine the future possibilities, then you saying like, this is something my clients turn to me to help them imagine the possibilities in the future. I mean, a simple statement like that. This right? one makes me cry because Sarah, okay. And Sarah is one of our coaches. She's here right now. I don't think anyone's advice, like tips have ever made me get teary. I don't think before, but Sarah is here and Sarah knows that I, she was a member of our program first before she became one of our coaches. And the possibility thing is something that I think is so big for us mm -hmm. that I really, there's a there's a message that Sarah sent me about how I hold the belief and hold that possibility because ah. I really do think I see it so firmly and this like solidifies that. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, here's the thing about those those things. And I keep looking over here because I was like, I'm gonna hold up the book for everyone, but I, I simply can't find it. I know, so I feel stop, like I must I'm gonna stop looking around. But <laughs> these things that we're talking about, let's take positivity. What if in the your childhood? I'm not saying that you know I don't I don't know anything about your childhood, Molly. But let's just say, what if in yeah. your childhood that exuberance and joy had been uh, stamped down because it's like adults around you were like, oh, that you're too much, you're you're over, ugh, you know, can you for just sure. chill out or whatever, right? So whatever the corollary for anybody listening is, sometimes we have come to learn, sadly through a family of origin, through society, whatever it might be, that it's like, oh, that's a that's an undesirable part of who I am when the truth is our strengths are always like two sides of a coin, right? Like one side of a strength of mine is that I, I'm a deep researcher. Like another assessment that's fabulous is the Colby assessment. And it tells me I'm very high on fact finder. Like I will go out there. If I'm buying a computer, you can bet I'm doing hours of research before I buy that computer. Now that can go too far. It has a weakness. And sometimes it's like, okay, Jason, can you just make a decision please? Right. <laughs> But also people come to me if they because they know that if I say, I think this is the best path for you, they know I've thought about it. They know I've yeah. really researched and I know my stuff and I've looked at, okay, well, I've looked at the research, I've looked at the data, right? So that's something I can emphasize in my messaging. So the point I'm making here is either a, sometimes we think of our strengths, all we're seeing is the underside of that coin, the weakness side, mm -hmm. and therefore we're pushing it away. And the truth is the two are inextricably combined. You can mitigate for the weakness side, but don't forget to tell everybody about the strength side of things. Fact yeah. finder is a fabulous thing for a lot of my clients who are very low on fact finder because they're the quick start. Just, just give me the left data and off I go. But sometimes <laughs> they know they got to stop and go, okay, Jason, I need some more data here. What do you know about this, right? Or yeah. it's been 
it's it's something that we just don't see again our blind we're like can't everybody do this i thought everybody is like as positive as i am or strategic as i am or as research driven as i am and we're we're not we're all very very different in these things and so just because it comes easy to you does not mean that it's not valuable that other people can do it too and if it comes easy to you it probably means that it's more valuable right exactly right yeah, it's so good. Exactly. And you're so spot on with that about like you may have been, um, you you may have had experiences in the past that tried to dim that thing that is actually your biggest strength. I worked on cruise ships. I love our the way that our lives have, you know, <laughs> our cropped because as a right. singer, I worked on a cruise ship as a singer, and there was a day when one of the other dancers who I was really close with came into my cabin one night, and she said so because there was one show that I wasn't in, and she said so I need to just tell you what happened tonight. And I I just wouldn't feel right not telling you. And I was like, okay. And she said, and at the time this really upset me. She said that the entire cast, like the whole cast had done a show backstage pretending to be me, making fun of how positive I was and uh, had all these like, oh, you know, find this, let's find the silver lining in that. Like all of these little things about it. And I right. was crushed because I mean, really, like the fact that a whole entire group of adults <laughs> actually like put on a show backstage pretending to be me, making fun of me. That's My sister true. sent me a letter that said, you are a, sh- uh, a stallion on a ship full of donkeys. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but it's taken a long time for me to really own that and recognize it as a superpower instead of being embarrassed by it. So mm. yeah, a that's, a, that's a good story. It illustrates just right what I'm talking about yeah. here. And I think we've all had those experiences, right? And I, I think yeah. hopefully as adults, we learn more and more. It has something, it has more to do about the person saying oh, that. For stuff sure. Us, right? <laughs> but it can get in the way of us seeing it and expressing it and owning it and valuing mm. it. And the more we value that, the more comfortable we're going to be marketing ourselves, selling ourselves, charging what we're actually worth because yeah. we can see the value that we bring to somebody and can quantify it. Um, so it's a really vital step. And like I said, even when I'm working with established seven figure business owners, often we're doing work around this because even if we've taken these assessments, it's kind of like our horoscope. We're like, Oh, that was cool. Yeah. That's totally me. That's awesome. And then we put the book on the shelf and then we go about our business, running our business. And we don't really think about and check back in with it's like, Oh, whereas if you go back to that, you may go like, oh, no wonder I'm miserable doing that one offer. This book right here says <laughs> you probably avoid situations where you are forced to X and you're like, oh, I've totally put myself in that situation. Time to restructure my offer, right? And then you're going to get better results and people are going to be happier because you're emphasizing the pieces of you that that do show up at a higher than average level for them. Oh, I love it so much. And we've got some of our, our members here have shared their strengths. So Tanya said, my strength is input. No surprise there. And I love that you brought up Colby as well, because we actually just, two of our team members got cert- are getting certified oh, in Colby so that we can use it not only for our team, but also GLAM members that are here. I see you there. We're going to be doing this as a whole part of GLAM also, where you're each going to do this whole like Colby thing, which uh, is going to be so good. Okay. Oh my gosh, time. So I could talk to you for 12 hours, but I know you probably don't have 12 hours today. So <laughs> what's number three? <laughs> okay. Well, so number three is, and we've kind of we've kind of touched on this list, but let's go into this deeper and I'm gonna give some some examples too. So you you you've analyzed like who you are in terms of um in terms of your your messaging. 
you've analyzed what is my unique genius in terms of how do I show up best in the world and use my natural strengths and talents of who I am to serve the world and you know therefore your clients and customers your audience and so forth but now we really need to like put this stuff into action as well um and so obviously one one place to that you need to look at first is in any place that you communicate your messaging so all those touch points with your with your brand and you know i, I could obviously as you're creating videos and your ongoing content strategy you hopefully you just have that in the back of your head a little bit of um you're like okay yeah like maybe you're telling a story i mean this and stories are always a great way to convenient convey any of this stuff but maybe like okay the point i want to make in this uh particular email is you know is, is some point about mindset or something how can i weave in my ability mm -hmm. my positivity ability here right it's like you would hopefully lean into being more and i think you already do this molly but like being <laughs> a, a cheerleader type right i'm sure that's one of the people who like who stick around and yeah there probably have been people who stick around and like whoa molly is too much for me i'm sorry <laughs> i need Definitely. the quiet mouse type over here and that person has their own strengths right so but looking at that ongoing content and and you know as you, as you do these assessments so it's the colby and the and the the strengths finder and you know getting feedback from from people just thinking making it an automatic thing about weaving that into your content but then even more importantly like what are the touch points that people hit over and over and over again your home page your about page your work with me page your you know yeah. th these are the things that people go looking for when they're really starting to make decisions about is this person i want to really invest my time money and energy in following let alone doing doing business with right so it would be to do an audit of your content creation process of your ideas do an audit and i don't know audit some people don't like audit you can say assessment if that's a word that you prefer more than audit if that construes i can spell audit easier in the notes so let's that's go audit. audit i think we all know what that means that's just fine right um so you know for instance go to that about page or that work with me page and and look for ways to weave in there uh, you know, okay, yeah, I, I, my clients, and, and this is an easy way to say that, right? So it doesn't sound like you're going, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be your best cheerleader ever. And maybe you do say that, right? But you're like, <laughs> something I hear often from my clients, you know, and so it's maybe a section that's like headed, why work with me, right? It's like, well, my clients yeah. tell me they really appreciate my ability to hold space for the possibilities of the future. And then also, you know, really encourage them and find, help them find that joy and feel that joy as they move forward towards that future, mm -hmm. right? So communicate that on the page for them. Um, and you might even tell stories of how that strength, you know, you know we have testimonials and case studies and all the social proof yeah. things that we use, right? It's like, great, can you get one that actually speaks to that strength? You've just identified like, oh my gosh, these are two of the th top three ways I show up for my clients and something I do at a higher than average level than others. Let me go and find examples or stories or a case study or at least a testimonial that speaks to that to emphasize because, you know, it's one thing to realize these things for ourselves, which was step one and two. But now we actually need to put it out there in our messaging. And I would say if you just do it on your about page, that's not enough. It needs to be repeatedly. Yeah. Right. And I would also say um, and this is this is going to be a, a hot topic for people to hear. But look like it's no, it's no secret that things, particularly in the world, and I, and of course, in the US are very divisive right now, right? Mm -hmm. There are a lot of things you can weigh in on. And I think a lot of us are shying away from those things, because we're worried about it costing us business if we don't take a stance on one thing or another. 
I would argue that in the end, given the research that I talked about at the beginning, it's only going to help you to say, you know what, I stand for what this organization says. I stand for better rights for this or that or the other, or you know, whatever it might be where you stand. And then the people that you know resonate with that are going to appreciate that and notice that. And be certain that there are people who are noticing the absence of standing for things. So if you think you're playing it safe by not standing for things, I'm here saying you are actually hurting yourself in the long run. If you think about brands like Whole Foods, Patagonia, like these are brands that they stand for something and they make decisions based on those things. Sometimes decisions that don't help their bottom line, but they're like, look, we're about organic, sustainable, whatever. Pa Patagonia, they're about sustainable environment, whatever, right? And you can see it in what they do. Now, yeah. if you have those stances or other ones, that's not the issue. That's for you to decide, right? But I'm just saying, don't shy away from putting those things into your messaging on an ongoing basis. So it's like, look, one of the best ways in marketing to grab people's attention and resonate with them is to talk about what's top of mind for them. Now that's obvious when it comes to pains, problems, things that they're trying to solve. You know what else is top of mind for people? What's on the news every day. And they're waking yeah. up worried about this. They're worried about COVID. They're worried about masks. They're worried about, you know, what again, whatever side you fall on these things. So yeah. how can you, like I talked about having a, a client who, who, who is a, a resilience expert. I call her the Brene Brown of resilience. And there's so much <laughs> to talk about right now with resilience. Like we're about, yeah. you know, things are opening up. We have no idea some of the things that we're going to have to navigate here in the coming months. It's not just going back to normal like it was before, quote unquote normal, right? So we have such an opportunity to tap into that right now. The fact that news is talking about, oh, schools are going to be opening up more in the fall. And instantly parents are all like, oh my gosh, how many kids going to, you know? So we have her talking about that. We have her going to the media and saying, I've got a stance on resilience mm -hmm. when it comes to what's going on in the world right now. So that's what a leader does is they take a stand on these things. And I will just give the last caveat because some leaders, they make a decision what they stand for. They get feedback from their audience. They double down on what they're where they're at. And that's your prerogative. And they don't. <laughs> So at the same time, stand for what you stand for and listen at the same time. So that was a mini soapbox within, but at the, the point stands here, this has to weave into how you show up on a daily, weekly, monthly basis in your content, on your website. You need to be reminding yourself and the world about who you are and what you stand for and not shy away from that. So we'll call pillar number three, um, you know, uh, you got it. Let's see. Yeah. How do I put this in a concise uh, in a concise statement? I called it something. You, know, you got to reflect. You got to reflect this in your in your in your content. So communicate your position in your content regularly. That's the pillar. Communicate awesome. your position regularly in your messaging, your content, your marketing, everything, and show up. I, I wrote content on it. I love that, Robin. That's I see better. right here. Stand for your stuff. Thank you. I'm gonna, yes. I, love, I, love, I love alliteration. So me too. Uh, so good. Stand for your stuff. Maybe we should call it that. Stand for your stuff. <laughs> communicate. Wait, what did you say? Say it again. Communicate. Yeah. So uh, you, you need to, you know, yeah, communicate your positioning position. frequently in your in your marketing and your content. I mean, any touch points with your with your audience, but you know, we're yeah. all creators here, so we have chances every week in our newsletter or every, every week in day our and your whatever. Yes, all the time, all the time. Okay, we got. How much time do you have? I know Stand we're three minutes for the hour. What's that? Or how much oh, time we, do you have? I'm, I'm okay on time. Are we, uh, are we? I are always we... give myself an hour and a half because sometimes it okay. just needs time to wrap up. So I'm okay. But okay, are I'm you, okay. I just want to make sure you are. Yeah, I'm good. 
Okay, perfect. We just need to make sure we save like five minutes at the end to do a little recap. Okay, great. So okay, stand so for your stuff in your content and your marketing. I'm I'm gonna use this again. The next is you know stand for your stuff in your in your offers too, or really weave this mm -hmm. into your offers. Now I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you an example of how your positioning shows up in your in your offers. Um, I so we we talked briefly about how I started that first podcast by Internet Business in 2005, became a business that was very successful for 12, 13 years called Internet Business Mastery, and then after 12, 13 years, as entrepreneurs do, my business partner and I were like we might want to open up to doing some other things now. We just needed to change. Right? <laughs> so I went into this very reflective period and that included saying, what, you know, what, what about the past have I really enjoyed? What do I want to change now? Do I want to shift who I work with? Do I want to shift? I was going back to these questions. Who do I work with? How do I work with them? Who am I and how I, how do I show up and stand? And I realized a few things over time. So number one, I realized that I needed to, pull myself. Now, this is maybe more of a messaging thing. So take this as an example, maybe of number three, but actually, no, it, it relates to offers too. I needed to pull away from the business opportunity market. And by that, I mean, like when you Ooh. think of your consummate internet marketing, marketing, and you know, there's <laughs> very smart people. I'm not, I'm not putting down anybody, but it's become very, very noisy. It's very, very aspirational. Yeah. And I just, just for my own sanity, I decided, look, who I am serving is now not your, hey, how do I start a business and quit the nine to five so I can have some more freedom? Nothing wrong with yeah. that. Really happy I helped a lot of people do that. But now I was ready for like, okay, that's just like too much noise. I, that's, I can't. So this is a little bit more about yourself thriving, but then obviously it reflects outward, right? Let me give you a yeah. more specific example about offers. The other thing that I realized is my last business was very digital, very lifestyle business for me and my partner. Mm -hmm. I got to move to Paris and live with my family there for a year because we would sell courses at 3 a.m. in the morning while we were asleep <laughs> and right, all those wonderful things. Yeah, totally. Now, and there's nothing again wrong with that business model, but I started realizing that arm's length or more distance from my customers and clients was really starting to wear thin on me. And it wasn't feeding my fuel the way I needed. And it was robbing me of a chance to show up in one of the best ways my unique genius allows me to. And that is in group settings. I came to realize I'm really good at facilitating a group. I'm really good at bringing people together who are like-minded and finding people they'll resonate with. I'm really good at creating frameworks to guide that group through a specific piece or problem of their business, right? And so I made a specific decision at that time. I'm like, I need more group programs. Yeah. That may be less scalable right now, but I need to get back to working in the room with clients in the room with, uh, or the Zoom room, if as it may be, with uh, <laughs> with people. And so my offers changed. It was now these six month meet weekly mastermind slash group coaching groups, and I just got good at facilitating as many as twenty twenty five people at a time, and made my business be able to do that because that's how I knew I could show up best. And yeah. this is something I hear all the time, whether I'm holding a uh, a networking event with 60 to 100 people on Zoom, whether I'm I'm on my Friday meeting with one of my masterminds uh, with 20 people, whether I'm in a little, sometimes I do these mini one-off masterminds where I invite colleagues in as a way just to connect with them. Mm. And I'm, I'm hearing all the time, Jason, I like the way that you're able to like m work with a group like that and the quality of people that you bring in is just always amazing to me. And I, after I heard that enough times, I'm like, okay, I need to really lean on that when it comes to my yeah. offer. And this is how I'm going to structure my business. Now, somebody out there might be going like, Jason, what about scalability? Isn't scalability digital equals scalability? Yes, but guess there are a lot of different ways to scale a business. And I've already thought about this too. You know, 
I, I don't know if anybody's, I'll just give you an example. I don't know if anybody's heard of a strategic coach, Dan Sullivan, very smart guy, mm -hmm. very successful organization, longstanding organization that coaches entrepreneurs. I, I recommend their stuff highly. He, he is like the idea guy at the top of that. And all the frameworks and ideas are just like trickling down to the two. <laughs> there are so many levels of coaches now that teaches stuff in centers all over the world that people go to on a quarterly basis to learn oh, cool. these things that he's come up with. So it's still scalable thought leadership. That's just one example. And for instance, I'm like, well, you know, I'm looking at his business model going, that might be the kind of thing that I want to do. So right now I, I, my goal is scale up how many of these groups, if I can get to where I can do four or five of them myself. And that means having the sales and, and marketing structures to support me getting enough leads for that. That means me having enough of the or, uh, organizational operational stuff for me to focus on showing up in the room and doing the stuff I do best there, which we all know we need to be doing anyway. But yeah. it started with going, well, this is what the offer needs to be. And then I'll figure out how to scale it from there. But I want to show up with my unique genius and be able to tell people, well, this is the experience you're going to get and how it's different from other things. Not that those things are not as good, but if this is what you want, this is what I offer. And this is what I'm really, really good at. So it's, uh, um, I'm going to, I'm totally going to, I'm loving this stand for your stuff. So number three is stand for your stuff. And content. And number Robin, four is stand for your I'm stuff. so glad you were here, Robin. <laughs> yeah. Like, Hey, there's a messaging person right there. Thank you so much. Uh, stand for your stuff. <laughs> um in your in your offers uh, as well and so, so look at your offers and you know if you're miserable in one of your offers or you're not satisfied with the results that you're quite getting for people or you're getting feedback about something that's missing in one of your offers it very well might land in one of these positioning things and the answer is there it's just that sometimes again we get so close to it we see you know, the norms, the quote unquote norms. Oh, everyone's gunning for a digital business that's scalable, right? I got to have digital courses, digital courses, <laughs> funnels, funnels, sales, funnels. That's the only business model. And it's just not true. So then you yes. zoom out and you look at it strategically and you get help if you need to like, okay, what are the possibilities? You get a Molly. It's like, what are the possibilities? What are the, right? Or you get a, you get a, you know, whoever that you resonate with and yeah. you stand for your stuff in, um, in your offers. I love it. And it sounds like at one point, you asked yourself, which one of our favorite questions to ask is, what would I love? Mm -hmm. Like not what would be cool, what would be okay? What would I like? Like, what would I love? And sometimes you realize, you know, I've got sucked into the, the, the dream of whatever this was and maybe it's not actually what you would love. So I, I, I love that so much. All right, yeah. we need a big drum roll because there's been so much goodness. We have so many nuggets. Um, so many nuggets here, which is awesome. And we need a big drum roll for our fifth piece of this puzzle. <laughs> oh, am I gonna? Yeah, I don't know. I think we need it from everybody. So actually, let's do this. Let's do a fireworks show. So a fireworks show is where you click on the little hearts and the likes and you go, and then we get to see it all fly across the screen. It's like so fun and magical. Side benefit is it tells the book of faces that you're enjoying this, which we also appreciate you know, how that affects organic reach and all of that stuff. But really, I just want Jason to know that this is like real good. Get that little fireworks show going. I'm actually gonna see if I can get a screenshot of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, awesome. So I see the fireworks shows, I see it. I see it happening. We've got our little, our little thing up there. Awesome. I can't even get to the video. Where is it on my phone? Okay, the suspense is killing me. Whoa, whoa. Okay, we're gonna get it. I see the fireworks show, it's happening. 
It's happening. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. All right. What is number five? Okay. So, Robin, once again, I'm gonna. I, I'm, I'm loving this, and I, I saw the. I want royalties. So, you know, I'm. I'm. I'm happy to to share my. Um, my appreciation. Robin, we're gonna link you in the show notes also. So, right. you to put your put your website so, in the chat. <laughs> if you see me saying stand for your stuff again, reach out, and uh, I mean, I'll, I'll show my appreciation. I'll uh, whatever. <laughs> so. Um, Number five, stand for your stuff and your strategy. Okay, so <laughs> you're looking at your content and how you communicate, you're looking at your offers, and now it's more globally in your strategy. And I just finished a uh, like a five-day strategic framework because I, I had so many people asking me, Jason, how, how do you figure out what the next right moves are for your business? There's always so many possibilities. I always have this feeling I'm missing something. I always have this feeling that, uh, or, or I'm feeling overextended or, you know, something's, something's, you know, and, and again, it's, it's hard to do strategy for yourself. This is why masterminds and coaches and consultants are, are so important, or at the very least trusted colleagues that you can turn to, to get some, some good feedback. Um, and so this, this five day strategy challenge was all about giving a framework. Again, I'm very, that's another thing I emphasize in my message is I figured out people always say, Jason, you're so good at making frameworks. I'm like, okay, great. I'm a, I'm a framework guide. Like you listen to my podcast, my new podcast impact every single episode where it's me solo, I'm giving you a framework and I'm giving you a download to go with it. In fact, magnetic messaging was uh, episode one, I believe of my, of my new podcast last year. So stand, so the strategy framework is all about helping you zoom out First of all, look at the future. Like, okay, what are your big vision goals? These big dominoes. I don't know if you guys have read the one thing, right? He talks about the dominoes. Yeah. You've got like the big dominoes up here. I, I want to make sure I'm on the right side of the screen. I don't know. Like, I know it's tricky. So. From, <laughs> you know, big dominoes. And it might be like this empire state building sites domino, right? But you can start with this little domino because every domino can knock over a domino 50% bigger than it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I have a big vision goal. Like I would love to do, um, I would love to have an adjunct professor position. Like these are things, you know, that I'm really excited yeah. about myself. Um, I would love to work with uh, a thought leader at the level of somebody like a Brene Brown, who's just like internationally, mm. globally changing a conversation in their industry. Right. So these are things that I'm aiming for big. And so my strategy, you know, what I'm doing right now needs to be these smaller dominoes that are lining up with those, those things. So, you know, it was helping people get that on the page. It was helping them look at the health of their business. There's different growth levers in your business. You can either grow a business through more leads. You can convert more people, more of those leads into customers, or you can deliver more value to your existing customers. That's it. There are three ways to grow your business. Now there are a myriad of tactics in each of those three ways. So how do you decide the tactics? And this brings me to my point. So let's say you've got your vision, you've got your big dominoes and you're like, okay, the, if I want an adjunct professor, professor position, then I should be probably looking for some guest lecture positions and letting everybody know mm -hmm. right now that like, this is something I'm looking for. So that's on the that's on the table as a thing I need to be focused on. And if I look at my business and go, okay, I've got a surplus of people on my list and I, I really know I could be selling more to them. So I'm gonna focus on conversions. So what are some tactics around conversions? Like, okay, I've got that on the table. And then you're looking at your business right now in terms of, you know, this is their good old SWOT analysis. What are my strengths or my weaknesses, yeah. threats? Maybe you have a cash flow threat. It's like, I could run out of money here in two months. I better get some cash in the door. Or maybe it's like, I think a key person might be leaving soon. I need to address that. Okay, now you have that on the table. How do you turn that into a plan? Well, you start coming up, hopefully, and that's where I talk about this in this very, 
divergent thinking way. So divergent thinking is about quality or quantity of ideas, not editing anything out. So you start throwing things on a whiteboard or a mind map or wherever you do this, right? Okay, so I need to get some guest lecture stuff. I need to focus on some conversions. <laughs> I need to uh, be, be working on my book or I need to be, you know, so you've got these primary objectives. These are my priorities right now. How do you choose which tactics? So divergent thinking, throwing it on the board, convergent thinking, now bringing it all together, like these are the three that I should focus on that I will get the greatest results with given the resources that I have, time, money, connections, team members, whatever my resources are, right? Well, yeah. you guessed it, the way that you know is you come back to your unique genius, you come back to your purpose <laughs> magnetic messaging and go, which one of these, I mean, those, those criteria, I mean, be right toward the front, right? So for instance, you, Molly, I don't think it's any uh, accident that you've become a, a, you know, a live video person. You use lots of live video, like to show up. Like, it doesn't surprise me. You were a performer on a cruise ship. Yeah. Right? You enjoy showing up in that way. And you're good at it, right? Makes perfect sense. Someone else might be like, hey, I, I need to think more about my stuff. I can't just speak extemporaneously. And maybe they're yeah. a phenomenal writer. Now that's just a simple little example, right? But if I'm like thinking about, okay, what are some lead generation tactics? Too many people go asking the question, well, what's hot right now? Clubhouse, I think I shouldn't be in Clubhouse. Okay, I'm gonna go do Clubhouse. And they haven't really thought about like, well, how does that Venn diagram? How am I going to repurpose any of that shiz? I've yeah. spent 20,000 hours. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and maybe I, it is perfect and worth an, a, an ex experiment yeah. for you, but look at your unique genius, look at your magnetic messaging, yeah. look at the who do I serve, how do I serve them, how do I show up, your positioning. And this is why when somebody comes to work with me, again, no matter where they're at in their business, we're always doing some positioning work, which includes all these things and assessing these things because inevitably they have made some tactical and strategical decisions along the way that weren't well aligned. And it's either showing up in overwhelmed burnout. It's not land. Their, their messaging's not landing with their market, right? They're over, they're at capacity and how they're serving people and they don't know what to do with it next. And when we do this work, it very clearly starts bringing, it start very quickly starts bringing clarity and narrowing in. It's like, Oh, here are the possibilities of what I could do next. And now I can see given my, analysis of my business and what it needs, given my analysis of myself and what I want to bring to the world and who I serve. And okay, yeah, these are the four tactics that I can put into play right now. I'm going to have an outreach campaign to try to get some guest uh, lecture positions and things going on for my conversions. I'm going to um, I'm going to go do 10 customer discovery interviews to figure out where my messaging is off because I, you know, I can just start doing the, you know, figuring out what these, yeah. these tactics are going to be based on these elements that we've talked about today. So number five is stand for your stuff in your, your strategy, um, which means taking the time to zoom out, to work on your business, not in your business, getting outside perspective, keeping in mind your positioning, and then making those deliberate decisions about here's how I'm going to get from point A to point B, at least my best hypothesis about how I could do that, given what I have to work with right now. And clarity and confidence are going to go up greatly when you consider these things as a part of that decision. And, and it's just, you know, it's natural why we forget. But as entrepreneurs, we often forget to return to refresh these things, remind ourselves of these things, realign with these things. And uh, when we do, everything just hums a lot better, growth goes faster, we're, we're showing up at our best, our, we're giving the best results to the people that we're serving, and all of these things start, uh, start coming together. That's so good. We didn't we didn't um, mention the FOMO factor that comes in to pull you away as well, right? So, right. you know, like the fear of missing out. So one of the things that really, I think, is so in line with everything that you've just shared is the idea of JOMO, 
which is the joy of missing out ah. and recognizing you let that stuff go. And then you can wow. really, you know, let the comparison stuff go, let the, well, so-and-so says this is the only way to do things right now because it's hot and really focusing on everything that Jason just shared here, which is like your zone of genius. You know, we, we talk a lot about the big leap here. Oh yeah. Gay yep. book. Uh, yes. My absolute favorite. Mm -hmm. And this is so in line with that too. It's so good. I, I want to highlight also we have uh, Sarah said, I want to work with you. So I want to make sure if anyone is looking for ways they can work with Jason, they can go to molly.live slash magnet and grab that magnetic messaging little magic. And I'm sure, is that a good place if anybody wants to learn more? Are there other well, places they should go? Some information, so, but if you want to talk to me directly, just shoot me an email, jason at jasonvanorgan.com. I'm always uh, happy to, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll get back to you as soon as, as, soon as I can, but I'm, I'm, yeah. uh, uh, yeah, I'm happy to chat. I love it so much. It's so good. <laughs> oh my gosh, this has been so awesome. I cannot wait for the show notes for today. If you're watching this live or in the replay on one of the places where we have the ability to actually comment below, like in a video somewhere, then give us the word remind me below that will get you access to the show notes. Also a reminder about our next live show. Uh, these shows are brought to you by B.Live. And so if you'd like a free trial of B.Live or you want to get 30% off, just use the code Molly, which is M-O-L-L-Y. And also, if you would like to be a partner with B.Live, we have a brand new partnership program over there. You just go to Molly.Live slash B.Live partner, and that will get you more info about that. We have some really cool things that are coming up with Be Live, so I'm so grateful for them as the sponsor of this show. And we have one more thing to do, Jason, which okay. is, can we do a speedy recap? Is it possible? Okay, Absolutely. what we're gonna do is, I am actually gonna search through this, and this was so good. Like, I just have to say, you really highlighted some things that I, for myself. So I'm hoping everybody else got Wonderful. that. <laughs> well, if, you, if nothing else, if you got something out of it, I'm, I'm very happy. But, it's, but it's, it sounds like it. we've got loads of, loads of people saying how awesome this was. So um, I'm just, I'm super, super grateful. So thank you so much for taking the time to, to really dig into this. My pleasure. And I think you're so right that this is like the framework for it. And then to really get results with stuff like this, working with someone to help you to be able to dive in. So if you are interested, reach out to Jason because he obviously knows what he's talking about. <laughs> so I'm going to go back. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go back to the top and I'm going to give a little short intro and then I'm going to highlight, um, okay, what was step number one? And then you're just going to repeat it and do like a sentence or two about each of them. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to take this and we're going to chop it off and we're going to put it onto other places. Sound good? Sounds good. Perfect. Um, pre-recorded videos stress me out. So this is my way of doing things that are technically pre-recorded, but we're doing it live. So it gives it a little more of that like fear factor, yeah. <laughs> which is awesome. Okay. So here we go. Ready? And I'm going to clap for Vaughn, our editor, who's going to chop this. That helps them to find it. And if you're watching this live with us in the chat, keep those nuggets coming because I'm going to pick the nugget winner at the end after we, after we dive into this little recap. And um, yeah, we're just gonna jump right into those five, the five steps, all right? Okay, I'm gonna intro and then I'm gonna go, what is it? And then that's when you'll, you'll say the, the steps. Sometimes we have to do it a couple times to get the flow, but I think, sure. I think we can get it. Okay, all right. here we go. <laughs> hey, so if you are an expert, you're a smarty pants who knows that you have something that you wanna share with the world, I have to tell you, I have been chatting with my 
awesome friend, Jason Van Orden, about ways that you can elevate your messaging and your positioning so that more people can realize you are the expert, the thought leader, the smarty pants that they need to work with. And he is going to walk through a full five-step system for really elevating your messaging and your positioning and your marketing. And we are going to dive right in. Okay, so Jason, Give us the first step in this framework for really elevating your messaging and your positioning. The first step is you gotta be both relevant and resonant. A lot of us focus on relevant. Are we serving a specific audience and giving them something that they want and need? But the resonance piece is about how you best show up in the world. So it's about knowing your purpose, what you stand for, what contribution you wanna to make to the, world, uh, to the world, why your work is important to you, and then weaving this stuff, who you are, how you make people feel, how you make people think into all of your content so that they go, okay, I really like though who you are. You both are relevant to me and I, I, I dig your vibe as well. Oh, that's so good. And you've got to identify that first before you can actually put it out there, right? So Maybe. that takes some, some inner work in there. And if you want to be able to hear the full, full deep dive into more of this, make sure you head over to our Facebook page because we did a whole live video about this and you can find the whole thing there. I'll put the little link in the notes below. Okay, what is the second step? The second step is to know your unique genius. What are those things that you do better than others do? You do better than average. How do you best show up in the world? And I talk about a couple of assessments that are really important for this. One is called Strengths-Based Leadership by the Gallup Organization. Mm -hmm. Another one is called the Colby A Assessment. And both are gonna give you in insights into what are those things that you do uniquely well and that you should be leveraging in everything you do, your messaging, how you, how you, uh, how you serve your clients and how you do your strategy. You need to be integrating these things in there so that you're showing up at your best and that things are really then resonating again that important word resonance with the people that you're serving you're getting the absolute best results that you possibly can by emphasizing those things for them uh, this one was so good for me because i i shared in our full video that i hadn't thought about going back to those tests which i've done and really making sure that i'm highlighting that in my messaging and my positioning that I'm putting out into the world. So I'm so grateful for that tip. What is step number three? So step number three is once you're clear about who you are and what you stand for in the world, which was step number one, and you're clear about your unique genius, which was step number two, is you got to show your stuff in your content. You got to weave it in there. So when you're writing those emails, you're doing those live broadcasts, you're doing those videos, your podcasts, speaking live, whatever it is, you think, be thinking about, okay, how do I leverage my unique genius here? How do I weave in a story or a statement or something about who I am and, and what I stand for and why I do what I do? Because the research is clear that this is the kind of thing that people want to hear when they're ultimately making a choice about who they want to do business with. So show your stuff in your content, on your site, and everywhere else that you have those touch points with your prospective clients, as well as your current clients as well. And I love the idea that you shared about doing a content audit. So really, you know, working with somebody, maybe working with Jason, someone like that, to be able to go through everything that you are putting out into the world and seeing like, hey, are, is there some opportunity in here to really highlight those things that make you you, the things that are really your zone of genius. So, so good. All right, uh, step number four, what would that be? All right, step number four, similar to three, which is so, show your stuff in your offer. So it's looking at 
how you deliver your your offers and this is you know things like how do you package these things as as group programs as digital programs as one-on-one uh, -on -one, you know all the all the different ways and making sure that you are that they are aligning with and reflective of your unique genius and what you stand for in the world and again that you're showing up your best in the ways that you deliver offers and too often we get sucked into just one specific way because it seems like that's what everyone is doing in their business model when we would be served much better and our market would be served much better by us again, doing an audit of our offers and thinking about, okay, is my unique genius showing up here? Is my uh, my values and everything that I stand for showing up in how I deliver uh, th these, these offers to my market? And if not, then adjusting those things. And I guarantee you're going to get better results. You're going to get better growth. And you're going to have people who will be very clearly go, okay, this is the person I want to work with. Yeah. And you're going to have a better life also because you'll realize like, oh, I'm really doing the things that I love. Yeah, absolutely. Imagine that. <laughs> Not that. All right. What, what is number five? All right. Number five is to show your stuff in your, uh, in your strategy. So this is when you, where you as the business owner, as the CEO, as the, the captain of the ship that you're steering, who's looking at, here's where I am right now. And here's where I want to go. And how am I going to get between point A and point B, given the resources that I have, that you're also looking at, given the things I want to say to the world, given the, the, the changes I want to make, given my unique genius, am I choosing the daily activities and the tactics? Because there are, on any given day, dozens and dozens of things we can be doing. There are a thousand ways to get to where you want to go, but it might as well be the ones that resonate most, most with who you are and how you want to show up for those people who are looking for what it is that you offer. So when you take those moments to zoom out and look at your strategy, don't forget to keep that positioning in mind as well. because It's going to take that myriad of possibilities and that feeling of overwhelm or that feeling of FOMO and start we, uh, narrowing that down to like, ah, this is the right path for me to move forward, given who I am, where I want to go, what I stand for, and who I want to serve in the ways that I want to serve them. Clarity and confidence come in, and then your strategy gets much clearer. Your daily business decisions get much easier as well. Okay, that is what I was just going to say, that this makes decision making so much easier. And deciding, I think, is honestly one of the biggest, most beneficial things that we can do as business owners, because otherwise we do get stuck in that place of the overwhelm, the FOMO. Uh, this makes it so easy to lean into the JOMO. I love the Jomo it. Joy. So much. JOMO. It's so good. Um, and little shout out to Robin. Little Marco shout out to Robin. <laughs> The, she, oh no, she said she stand for your stuff. I said show your stuff, but she said oh. both of them are great. But actually, I really like the stand for your stuff because that's what we're talking about here is what do you stand yeah. for in the world and yeah. what you are creating in the world. So uh shout out to Robin for her input. <laughs> and this is one of the benefits of doing live videos that you it becomes a, a collaborative experience that the people who are there with us commenting and all that can actually become part of the whole the whole, you know, all the, the, the show. So it's yeah, so good. Yeah, I love input. it. That's uh, so the big, a, the big takeaway is standing for your stuff. I love yeah, it. Stand for your stuff. That was a, a function of me misreading my own handwriting that I was very quickly writing down what her statement earlier, and I read show instead of stand. Thankfully, similar meaning, but yeah, I, I love it. Stand yeah. For stuff. Stand for your stuff and then show it. So I, I'll say also one thing that has made this a uh, big, big shift for us when it comes to this type of thing is claiming that vision, that purpose out loud. So I did a huge post on my personal Facebook profile where I wrote what my 10 year vision was out loud. And I think some of the things surprised people because it was stuff that I hadn't shared about wanting to open a brick and mortar location in three different places to help people to elevate their empathy and mm. having dance classes and knitting and crocheting and a coffee wow. shop and a wine bar where my husband and I can play with our jazz band, all of this stuff, which that. is like, a much bigger purpose than 
you know, what we're doing now with our with our programs and our coaching. And by reclaiming it, by showing it and standing for it, it puts it out there in a bigger way. So yeah. Yeah, this positioning is good for your team too, right? They're your constituents as much as anything. And if they're clued in onto your unique genius, then they know like, oh, we want to do everything we can to help her show up in those ways and take the rest of the stuff on the, the team, right? Oh, that's what we stand for? Okay, great. We'll help ensure that the content and the decisions and everything, right? So yeah, it's vital for your team as well to go through these things. And that is how you take your messaging and turn it into a movement, which is... Mm. So yes. good. Yeah. Ah, all right. This has been a speedy recap with some awesome insights from Jason Van Orden. So great to have you here. Make sure you check out the full show. We'll have the show notes below. You can also catch this on the podcast, the Glam Go Live and Monetize podcast. And just remember to show up, elevate your awesome, stand for joy, and make magic happen. <laughs> okay. We're still live, though. <laughs> oh my gosh this is another so clap awesome. or another drum roll i know clap, i know i need like drum rolls firework shows all of that i love it um can we do one last thing which is pick our nugget sure. winner yeah will you help me okay so yeah. i'm gonna scroll we've got some awesome nuggets coming through i'm just scrolling and you tell me when to stop okay i'm scrolling stop okay oh i landed on my own comment so i'm gonna find the nugget that's closest to my comment which is uh... okay this is the best nugget and this is the best person that could have won this which is robin's nugget oh, yeah, is yeah, yeah. jason rock <laughs> her nugget was jason no. rocks oh i can't even believe that turned out to be the nugget how self-serving i'm the one that said stop i promise anyone listening i did not or watching i had no idea what the, the nuggets were <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's so good. So Robin, email us at molly at thepreparedperformer.com and send us your address and we will send you <laughs> a, a selfie light in the mail. Um, oh my gosh, Robin, you're giving me life today. I love it so much. Yeah. And just so grateful for all of you. I will say we need one more nugget winner, which was the person who guessed our Stand for Joy hashtag. And I, I'm going to find it. So if you were the one who guessed Stand for Joy first, not Sarah Campbell, because she's on our team. Oh here, Kristen Kelly. Is the one who guessed stand for joy hey, first. Kristen. Yeah, so Kristen, we'll send you a selfie light too. Email us at molly at thepreparedperformer.com. Yay. <laughs> All right. You want to leave us with any any final words? I'm so grateful for the extra time. Oh my gosh, it's actually, we're like, we really went over. Yeah, well, hey, I'll, yeah, I'll sum this up. I mean, you know, why is positioning important? Let's just go back to that and why we're talking about that. And that's because, I mean, everybody listening here wants to do some good work in the world. And I, I think that work is very vital, right? And I, I quoted at one point uh, a colleague of mine who wrote the book, Onlyness, a, a book that's worth reading. Yeah. And it's all about standing in the place only you can stand, saying the things that only you can say because of who you are, what you know, your experiences, your perspective, all the things that have made you who you are, right? And because the internet gives us that possibility for you to show up in that specific way that someone else needs, uh, then you know, the, the, get, getting this position right, positioning and right, getting this positioning right is about empowering you to do that mission. And uh, you know, at least obviously wonderful things for you, but it's also going to elevate the world as well. So it's just it's been a pleasure to do whatever I can to help you nail that positioning so that you can do that work in the world. So good. I'm so grateful. Thank you. And shout out to Tobin who connected us. Connected so, us. Yeah. Yay, Tobin. Yeah, thanks, Tobin. Yay. <laughs>
All right. This has been awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Last week, we had some crazy Facebook was being a little bit of a cuckoo bird and our broadcast because of their cuckoo-ness got shut down a couple times. So we had a really short broadcast last week and a very long one this week. So thank you so much for staying with us. Uh, next week, if you're watching this live, next week, we actually have Les Brown coming on the show, which is going to be so fun. Talk about, you know, sharing your message. Uh, that's going to be be awesome to have the amazing Les Brown here with us. And today we had the amazing Jason Van Orden. So I'm just so grateful, Jason. Make sure you go to molly.live slash magnet to be able to get that uh, messaging goodness, dive into it. And um, yeah, get out there, unlock your inner awesome and elevate it with the magic of live video, connecting with human beings and elevating your messaging and positioning. You're awesome, bye. Okay.